0: college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. and Always such an honor and a privilege to have you here. Today is going to be a great episode. As always, I prepared very well and very diligently for you. It's going to be about fear. Now, Let's look at what's already happened and transpired this semester. For a lot of you, you are fully in. You have been doing this now for about a month online, on campus, wearing masks, wearing face shields. Will there be sports? Won't there be sports? Will there be clubs? Won't there be clubs? This state's doing it. This state's not. Politics get involved. Social issues are happening all bound. There's a lot. There's just a lot going on in our society. And the fact of the matter is, there will always be a lot going on in society. It doesn't matter if it's a hurricane in Texas, or if it's wildfires in the West, or if there's flooding in the Southeast, if there's here come the snowstorms in the winter. I mean, there's always going to be something weather related. You know, you've got the pandemic now. This is clearly not a normal thing, quote unquote, normal thing that's going to be happening throughout time moving forward. But certainly it's something that's happening now and it's something that we're having, to, we've gotten used to over the last little times. Right? Think about where we were at in March versus where we're at now and what we've just gotten used to because of COVID, right? There's the social justice issues, you know, there's police brutality, there's, there's systemic racism, Uh, anything that's scary that's going on. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on politics wise. It doesn't matter what side of the, the social issues you're on. You feel some kind of fear. It does not have to lead you to feeling, uh, chaotic in your mind, feeling like you're a crazy town, feeling like you've got to make everybody see it the way you see it, uh, feeling immobilized by this fear. Perhaps you're even, the anxiety and the stress is so overwhelming because you're just obsessed. And it's like you're constantly just running these cycles in your head about what is going to happen. What is going to happen See we've talked about in the, in previous episodes things there's the the major negative emotions right like shame and guilt remorse those are all past based it's based off things that you've done in the past the future based negative emotions fear jealousy anxiety stress those four in particular the, those are the ones that you can start obsessing about All of anxiety, all of stress, right? These negative emotions that you feel, all of them are future-based issues. They all come from problems you are afraid will happen in the future. Perhaps you've already put yourself in a position where some of those things will happen. And now you've got to start thinking about what's going to, you know, uh, in college, I drank a little too much, a lot too much. I got arrested once in a while more frequently than I'd like to admit for stupid things like public intoxication and falling asleep in bushes, right? (laughs) So I jokingly reference that now, but that brought a lot of stress into my life because I knew a lot of fear would come because I'd be thinking about what is going to happen when I go to court? What is the punishment I'm going to receive and how am I going to bring that into my schedule? Is college going to find out and suspend me? Right, generally it was six months probation, deferred adjudication, 50 hours of community service, a $350 fine. It was the same thing like every other semester that I got in trouble. I caused these issues in my life, and then I started having anxiety and stress about how I was going to overcome them. Would have been a lot easier to just not have caused those problems in my life. There are a lot of things that you will experience in your college in your college life in your university experience that will. Be a direct link to your alcohol and drug use, and you have to ask yourself whenever you're going out to tie one on seriously crazy try, tie one on, are you prepared for the consequences if there are any? You can bump into somebody at a bar, next thing you know they're whacking you upside the head, and you're whacking them upside the head, now you're both looking at handcuffs. So when you start to think about your fears that come from these uh, these problems that you're foreseeing in the future, some of them you can maneuver around. Right, so you can just not get blasted when you go to school or go to co- or go out drinking. I mean, you know, when you're taking a break from school, there are those that you can maneuver around. Things like the pandemic and social issues and natural disasters and weather patterns. You can't maneuver around those. Those are just going to happen to you, and you do not want to let yourself get crazy by those. See how you feel is directly based on your internal thoughts about the circumstances that are happening to you. What you hear going on around you is all going to be run through this filter of things that you've experienced in your past. The way that you see the world is being directly run through your perspective filter on things that you've experienced in the past, that you've seen in the past, that your friends, family, loved ones. It is everything that your entire beingness has gone through and how you visualize your future, how you um, hear Everything playing out in your mind and what you ultimately ultimately walk away feeling about your future will have a humongous determination on your overall anxiety and stress that you feel on any given day. I had a tremendous amount of anxiety. I start to spiral myself down anytime I start thinking about all the different things I want to do with my career, all the different projects I've got lined up, and it can get out of control. Today was one of those days. I was posting on my social media stories for my From Sobriety to Recovery account where I do a ton of awesome live coaching if you've got any kind of issues with addiction whether they be sex drugs, uh, rock and roll, you know, uh, alcohol, uh, food, whatever it might be, you know, gambling, go there, you can check it out. That's a great podcast too by the way from Sobriety to Recovery. Point of me bringing that up is today was a very tough anxiety day and I am literally a master NLP trainer. I Train trainers. I train uh, other coaches. I have my own coaching master classes, which are big groups of people, you know, usually you know ten or fifteen that get together. We work through things together. I do this with college students, and and I even have one-on-one clients. And yet, still, even with all these tools at my disposal, I had a feeling of overwhelm today that just caused me to uh, act very erratic snap at people when I shouldn't have, uh, almost got in a car accident because my mind was wandering and a homeless guy crossed in front of me while another car slammed on their brakes because a homeless person crossed in front of them. There's always going to be these chaotic things going on in society, and they're going to bring about fears. It's part of the human condition. It's, it's normal. Don't beat yourself up about it. But also, let's learn some tools so that you can gain awareness of this fear and you can start to ask yourself, why is it there? See, step number one in any kind of thought process about fear is just gaining an awareness that it is there. My first question I always ask myself is, why is this fear here? If we follow Tony Robbins' six human needs, which I love teaching about, the six human needs are certainty, significance, variety, love and connection, growth and con- growth and contribution. So that's your six, right? So, Certainty, significance, variety, and love, and connection. The love and connection are together. So that's four of them. Then you have growth, and then you also have contribution. Those are your last two. When there's fear, there and, and safety is another one. In my show notes, I, I really highlighted. You know, a lot of the times anxiety and stress and fear stem from a safety issue. But you've got certainty significance variety love connection growth and contribution you know you throw safety in there there's a certainty to not leaving your house as far as maybe having an animal attack you versus if you went hiking in the woods there's a chance a snake could come up on you a lot of people have fear of snakes right it's your what you're fearing when you think about a snake is the future what a snake could do to you there is not currently a snake chasing you as you're listening to this podcast if there is i w- Really, I'm curious as to where you are right now listening to my podcast. <laughs> if it's the desert, uh, I hope you have some water. Um, but circling back to what I was saying is, what is this, ask yourself, why is this fear there and what is it looking to protect you from? When it it comes to certainty, you you might have a fear about losing certainty. When it comes to significance, you might have a fear of uh, perhaps you want to appear important. Perhaps you are important in your college clubs or fraternity or sorority, and you're afraid that if you get up and give a speech, you'll look foolish, and then you'll lose some significance. Perhaps the fear is that you won't have enough variety, right? So you start to stress yourself out about whether you're doing enough stuff, whether you're having a well-balanced college experience love and connection, I mean, there's not a man alive who has not had the fear of walking up to a woman he's attractive to and trying to break the ice. There are literally books and coaching and seminars dedicated to just giving guys the courage to walk up to a woman and say hello. So there's definitely a fear around that. And likewise, I have no doubt not being a woman, but having talked to plenty, that there's also the fear of them going up and approaching a guy. Side note, The Number one fear, men and I read this somewhere in a study about dating, number one fear men have whenever they go out on a Tinder date is that the woman will be less attractive than her photos. Number one fear a woman has when going out on a Tinder date is fear of being attacked. How interesting and different the psychology is because of who we're going out to meet. It's very unfortunate that women find themselves being afraid of meeting a stranger off of Tinder, where you know the guy is more worried about the, uh, the appeal of her body, the woman is more worried about the appeal of her body being what causes this guy to do something nefarious against her. So if you're a man out there, you should spend a very, very good amount of your time making the women around you feel safe when you go dating. Total sidebar, even your girlfriends that are just friends, you should let them know that they're safe around you, especially when alcohol and drugs are involved. Okay. That's my sidebar. That was my PSA. Please be kind to one another, but especially men out there. Uh, you know, if you're looking for love and connection, make sure that it is by all means, I mean, to the nth degree, make sure that it is consensual because that is not a fear that a woman should have is that she might get attacked, raped or murdered on a fricking tender date. Okay. Seriously, I'm very serious about that. Um, then we we're looking at growth and contribution as other things that you can be a, afraid of. And what are you, is that protecting you are from? Are you looking to grow? But what if you don't grow the right way? What if I put all this effort into growing, but it doesn't look like I thought it would look? Or my contribution. What if I volunteer and then I don't do a great job? So you have to gain awareness of why this fear is there and, and, and figure out what is it protecting you from. And I'm, I'm talking about getting out some pen and paper and writing this stuff down. Okay, you have to really be mindful. Right, being scared is part of the human condition. Uh, we're we're all aware that it, that it's happening. We're all aware that we that, right. We're aware when we feel fear. It's just what are we supposed to do with it once we're aware that it's there? And now we start talking about processing it. Right. If 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 part of the human condition is fear, it becomes this energy inside of you. It becomes this vibration. All right, so you got to process this and you have to allow it to be there. Right, so step number two is you have to process the fear. Step one was gain awareness of the fear and, and figure out why is it there and what it's protecting you from. Step two, process the fear. Take a breath. Take a breath. It's okay to feel fear. Say that to yourself. It's okay to feel fear. All right, then you got to start figuring out what is it that you're afraid of right we just went through the process of gaining awareness of the fear and asking why is this fear here what is it protecting you from right but now now i really want you you're feeling you're feeling fear and i want to know why you're feeling fear right so i want you to come up with a list of the three things that are really overwhelming you right now based on your fear right right now one of my fears is that you guys heard my dog shaking its collar all around <laughs> and rolling around on the ground, acting crazy. Uh, it is what it is, right? But that's not something too big. You know, you're not going to shut me down just because of that. So when you're asking yourself, what are some things that you're afraid of? You need to get down on paper. What are, what are three things that you're thinking of right now that you're afraid of? Okay. You're aware that you have fear. Why is this fear here? why am I feeling fear, right? Ask yourself, why am I feeling this fear? Well, is it my safety, right? Some people might want to go ahead and figure out what their three main thoughts that are scaring them are while they're processing why the fear is there and what it's protecting them from. That's fine, right? This is your own process. You might say, okay, I'm feeling fear. Well, why is the fear there? Well, I've got covid concerns and my finances are in ruins because of the pandemic and I'm in college and I can barely afford ramen noodles and what's this going to do to my future and what what's this going to what's this going to mean when I graduate college right so write these three main thoughts down and then figure out you know what 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 is this fear doing for you why is it there what is it protecting you from all right We've talked about this in previous episodes, but you know how much I love going back to the life coaching model. You have to separate the circumstances, the facts from your thoughts. In order to process this fear, you have to know what is a circumstance, like what is really truly happening versus your thoughts about what is happening or could be happening, and then the feelings that those thoughts are triggering. If you're looking to write this stuff down on a piece of paper, you literally have circumstances. Draw a circle, and at noon, at put, uh, 12 o'clock, put circumstances, right? And then at 2 o'clock, put thoughts. At 5 o'clock, put feelings. At 8 o'clock, put actions. And at 10 o'clock, put results, right? Just, you can put it at whatever time, but I need you to see this as a circle where it goes circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results, Right, you, you. And this is this is how everything in life plays out. No matter what it is that's going on, right? You might think you might show up at result and figure and try to figure out well what brought me here. Well, what were the feelings that you had? Were they fearful? Because if you step into actions that are important to you, with fear as your as the driver that as the feeling that is driving you, expect results that come from a person of fear. It's like these sport athletes who are all of a sudden playing out of their minds because there's no stand, no f- fans in the stands, right? They were afraid of looking foolish in front of the fa- of the fans, right? So they had these feelings of of uh, of anxiety that they're going to miss the shot, or these feelings of of, of of humiliation if they did miss a shot. Well, now all of a sudden it's just the teammates on the court. So they miss a shot and they shake it off because there's no one booing them, there's no one cheering them. So the results that they're getting from those actions are are very different. So are yours. Just that most of the things that we do as humans, we're pretty much doing them like, quote unquote, in the dark, where we're not being graded. We're not being judged. Michael Phelps practiced his ass off in order to win seven gold medals a while back ago. And he did most of that swimming in a pool while only his coach was paying attention to him. Think about how hard he had to work imagining what it was going to be like one day whenever all the money was on the table and he had to perform. This is what you'll do. You'll spend an inordinate amount of time practicing and doing things in the dark, and then all of a sudden the lights get switched on. Are you ready to overcome that fear? What is the fact that you're having about the circumstances, or about this potential fear versus the thoughts you're having about the fear that's happening or could be? right there there's there's two ways to see this okay let me slow down cuz i'm getting super pumped and super excited about this okay because it just quick little review so i make sure that we're all caught up to my ultimate excitement here is that you are one you're gaining awareness of the fear right we talked about that it's super important to gain awareness of the fear ask yourself why it's there and what it's protecting you from then we're processing the fear part of the processing part Is literally asking ourselves what are the three main thoughts scaring you right now, and ask yourself in a really fun way like what's the matter, dude? What's up, bro? What's going on? Or you know, hey, lady, what's the matter? What's up? You know, uh, one of my favorite my with my girlfriends is you know what's the matter, love? You know, this is something you know what's up, love? What's going on with you, love? Right? Like ask yourself in a very disarming way, and then whenever you start to ask yourself what the problem is, you need to be able to separate the facts. What's actually happening versus the thoughts you're having about what is happening or what could be happening? Right? There is a pandemic versus the, the thoughts you're having about the pandemic. Right, my roommate had COVID a few weeks ago. It was the first time it really hit home. I had some worries and some concerns there. I ultimately went off and quarantined myself at someone else's house and didn't have to be around that. And then it was done. I see a lot of people are having these thoughts about the pandemic: Is it really as hard hitting as it says it is? Is it really can you really contract it this way? Why do I have to wear a mask? Why aren't it? Why isn't everybody wearing a mask? It's it's all these thoughts people have, and I'm like, that's useless. That is useless to me. How is it affecting me right now? Financially, I'm not doing great. Other than that, yeah, I can't get my hair cut. I can't go out and sit in restaurants. Those are the things that, when when those things happen, then I can process those thoughts. But I'm not gonna start having fear about what could happen in the future. Because all I can do is deal with the now. Right, future thought errors. This is how I learned it, future thought errors errors future thought errors right where everything that we're th- that we're thinking is it's imagined it's make believe it's not really occurring it's like we're just playing out this movie in our head trying to prepare for a scenario that may never actually occur i'm all down for getting in my car and driving across the desert and having 24 bottles of water in the in the trunk just in case Right? But I'm not spending 17 years preparing for a trip to drive across the desert. If I want to go from LA to Phoenix, yes, I'm going to have some provisions in the car. I'm going to check my tires, check my oil. I'm not just going to jump in the car all willy-nilly and go. But I'm also not going to get froze uh, in a position where I can't leave because I'm afraid of what could happen. Right? I don't want to get immobilized by this fear, but I do want to be thinking about it. But these future thought errors, you're literally having these now. You're already worried about what tests are going to look like later in, in a few weeks or what your final paper is going to look like or what happens if they shut your campus down, right? And you're sitting here and you're expending a tremendous amount of energy worrying about what might could happen instead of dealing with what is actually happening right now, right? When you go to process these thoughts and go into breathe into them, we're not looking to get you out of fear Snap like a middle, just snap in your fingers. You want to process this fear. You want to be okay feeling fear. Don't be afraid to feel fear. Like I should make that into a bumper sp- sticker. Do not be afraid to be afraid. When you allow yourself to step into the fear and breathe through it and, ex- and and accept that as part of the human response as part of the human beingness, the human condition that we all go through, fear is part of it. Negativity is part of it. Bad things happening are part of it. Just like um, confidence is part of it and positivity is part of it and great things happening to us is part of it. it. You can't have the yin without the yang. You can't have fear and not have courage. You can't have courage and not have fear. Without one and the other, then there is none of them at all. You don't know how bad garbage smells if you don't also know how delicious fresh baked bread smells. But when you allow yourself to step into the fear, you reduce it dramatically. Its effects over you are greatly reduced. It has no choice because you've you've acknowledged it. You're processing it. Right? We want to be practicing the peace. We want to be stepping into that meditative state where you can literally have an emotion and still be okay with the fact that the emotion's taking you down. Right? When I was taught this, one of the ways I was taught it was to say things like, I'm okay right now because, I am safe right now because, I am healthy right now because, right? You want to say, I am something, okay, safe, healthy, uh, whatever it is, right now because. I am blank right now because, and then whatever else you're going to say. I am okay, safe, healthy right now because. I am okay right now because I'm on the microphone with you guys talking about fear. I am safe right now because I am inside my house with the front door locked. I am healthy right now because I actively pay attention to what I consume, put into my body, and I quit drinking and smoking cigarettes. I I can handle negativity right now because I have handled way, way more negativity in the past, so I have the experience to deal with it now and in the future. You can handle all the social issues that are happening right now in our society because what is that? For me, it's because I know how I feel. I know that I'm on the right side of history. I know that I stand for unity. I know that I stand for the right side. And the right side is inclusivity over exclusivity. Where I see exclusion, I want inclusion. And by having that as my foundational driver, I know that I can handle social issues because my baseline is inclusive. All in all, I want you to be able to say, I am afraid and and I am afraid and that is okay. Okay. So getting ready to wrap up the show. If you've been taking notes, great. If not, I'll do a quick little review because the human brain doesn't even remember, but about 10 to 15, maybe 20% of the things that it hears the first time. So if you have fear, I want you to gain awareness of the fear by asking, why is it there? And what is it protecting you from? I want you to be able to process the fear. Part of processing the fear and the awareness that comes from that processing is figuring out what your three main thoughts that are scaring you right now are, right? Examples would be COVID, finances, and your future, right? You write down what these three things are, and then you say, okay, why is it that there's fear around COVID? Why is there fear around my finances? Why is there fear around my uh, future? What is this fear protecting me from? Right, then, number two, along we're, we're at the processing the fear stage, I really want you to be able to take a breath and breathe into this fear and practice being at peace with this fear. Be on the lookout for your future thought errors that where you're basically just making up and imagining all of this b s that hasn't even really happened. It may never happen. Write down this sentence, I am blank right now because right I can handle I'm okay. Right now, because I can handle these social issues, I am okay right now because I can handle the social issues right now because all right, and then step three out of all of this channel the fear into action so if you go into this stuff let's let's use my book as 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 sort of a um a foundational blueprint here. If you go into this with a growth mindset, right? Because you're, because you are literally developing a growth mindset and you're practicing growth mindset strategies all the time. You realize that fear is a part of the human condition, right? So that's where be courageous steps in. Be courageous with the fear. And oftentimes that can mean just being okay, being afraid, right? Be decisive. Say, okay, I'm going to figure out why I'm afraid and I'm going to start to work through this. And this is where channeling the fear into action shows up. That practicing the peace thing, that's being decisive and saying, I can handle this. I'm okay because of this. So step three in this entire show, but where we're pulling in principle number four from my book is channel the fear into action. Figure out the next smallest step that you can do to get something produced out of this internal energy that's eating you up inside. So if you use the energy from processing this fear, if you put it to good use, you practice things like doing the next simplest step. Start working on that project you're dreading. Having that conversation with your boss, your teacher, your partner, your roommate, your parents. Get the damn conversation over with. It has to happen. Putting it off for three days and letting that stress eat you alive or trying to drink it or drug it away is not going to make the problem go away. You still have to have the conversation. Now the other person, if they've known the conversation is coming, is just looking around thinking, what the hell is this person doing? I guarantee you, your professors are doing that. Your parents, your partner, your boss, your roommates, they may not be as aware, but your your, your professors, your TAs, they know When things are starting to slide backwards and they're expecting you to come. And if it's a class of 300, you're just a number and they're never going to expect you to come. But if it's one of those smaller classes, I can assure you they know you're supposed to be there. Be solution oriented. Don't see the problem. See the solution and then take action toward it. Use this internal energy, right? You've got all this anxiety. You've got all this stress. You figured out what the three top things that are eating you up right now are. COVID, finances, and your future. You've asked yourself, why are these problems there? What are they protecting me from? This fear that you have, right? You've kicked through all of your imagined or make-believe future thought errors, right? You've you've literally taken the practice of peace and you've really worked yourself through it, almost like a meditative state. And you've said, I'm okay right now because, or I can handle this right now because. And now you're channeling this fear into action. There will always be leftover energy or just the energy that exists from this anxiety, from this stress, from this fear. As you are processing through it, as you're getting over that initial fear, there will be this energy that is just exuding through you, is firing through you. If you've ever gotten over some fear, if you've ever processed your way through it, and then all of a sudden you find you have a ton of this this, this energy, but you just have to do something with it. And next thing you know, you're out working out or you're out drinking or you're out doing something else. You know, that doesn't mean that you're using that energy wisely. Using it wisely would be sitting up If the fear you have is over your finances, then figuring out a way to get a side hustle like Tom Rigsby talked about last week is a great way to start to channel that fear. If you've got this fear about your future, then making sure that you're happy with your major and getting good grades in the current classes. What what, what do you need to read for today? Is it 30 pages of the book? Then read that. Channel that energy into the thing that was giving you fear, anxiety, and stress. When you take that energy, that anxious energy, and you put it into being productive in an area of your life that is bringing you stress and anxiety, you will will find, honestly, you will find that, that there's a flow And if you, I know you've been in it where you just feel like you're just sort of moving through space and time, like everything is effortlessly, you will channel that flow. You channel it in such a way that it just lights you up. And this flow that comes from this, everything just becomes effortless. It becomes easy and it blows your mind. That's what happens whenever you take this nervous, anxious energy and you put it to good use. You end up producing something so amazing that it's not just for yourself. It's, it's like the world should be introduced to it. There's, a, there's this transmutation of energy that goes into this higher version of yourself all through action. So what is it you most want right now? And then focus your energy on the solution, not the problem. When you find out what you don't want and you push against that, you're using an away energy and we've discussed this before. Away energy is negative and it's not sustaining. Instead, focus on what you do want and put your energy getting to that place. That's the toward energy. That is the kind of energy that just fills itself up for you. There's there's no need for self-care or or, or some solace in the corner or a good night's sleep. You literally, when you're focusing on the the things that you want, there is an energy that will abound inside of you and it's, it's... Literally feels like a never ending, never never ending freaking Slurpee bar or something. I can't even come up with a good, a good example right now. That's how exciting talking about that positive energy is. The energy that doesn't feel good, right? You can you can attempt to redistribute redistribute it into positive solutions, a positive path, path that will elevate you to create something you can you can attempt to take that energy that doesn 't feel good and then redistribute it. The issue is is that now you're using this fear anxiety stress energy instead of the positive energy of confidence of I can do this right the the stop future thinking, get in the present, breathe into it, and say whatever is going on right now, what is the next simplest step? You can utilize all the reasons in the world you can try to come up with and justify every single thing that you're thinking of for why using negative energy is a good idea to push you forward. But you deplete that, you run out, and if there is no positive energy to step into it, it's like a motorcycle tank. You can run through the main tank and then you can flip it to the secondary tank. But if there's no nothing in the secondary tank, if there's no positivity waiting on you, then you are flipping it into nothingness. And for those of you who are sitting out there saying, Jesse, you don't even understand my problems. You don't understand the stress I've got. You don't understand the anxiety I live through. You don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. I say, you're right. I don't. I am merely on a microphone in Los Angeles telling you about fear. But I will tell you this right now, and this is an absolute fact. If you keep fighting for your limitations, you can keep them. You absolutely will get to keep them. If you keep spiraling down into the stories for why you have anxiety, for why you have stress, for why your life has been so tough, if you keep spiraling down into those stories that got you here in the first place, then how do you ever think that you're going to lift yourself up out of this? Those stories, that old mindset is not going to lift you out of anywhere holding on to all of this fear, holding on to all of this, this, this old mindset stuff that you're trying to work through is not going to help you move forward into the place that you've always desired to be. That negative energy will be carried with you throughout. You won't just graduate college and move to a different city and then immediately change and be a different person because everywhere you go, there you are. The fee- I want you to stop thinking that Getting out of your comfort zone means that you're uncomfortable because I will also, I will honestly, honestly, honestly tell you that most humans are living in this uncomfortably comfortable position, right? They're not really happy with where they're at, what they're doing, who they are, right? They're not thrilled with it, but there's no comfort to just the sort of misery that they've sunken into. But they're really uncomfortable in their comfortableness. They don't want to be there anymore. You're in a position in your life, If you're a traditional student, 18 to 25, where you are literally deciding what the rest of your life will look like, work through this stuff now. Now. Don't be a 25 or 30 or 35 or 40 year old trying to figure it out then. Don't be afraid of the feeling of uncomfortability. Don't be afraid of being humiliated. Don't be afraid of the feeling of being less than. But if you feel those, step into it. Ask yourself, why is it there? And what is it protecting you from? I can promise you, at 44 right now, I regret more of the more of the things I didn't do in my college years than I do from what I did. I guarantee freaking to you. I remember the names of the girls I didn't go up to and introduce myself to in class that I had crushes on. I remember not raising my hand for, for certain projects at University of Florida and Ball State University that I really wanted to be the leader of or that I really wanted to be the main driver for. I remember the projects I didn't step up to. I remember the women I didn't introduce myself to. I remember the jobs I turned down because I didn't want to move too far away from here or I didn't want to, you know, take a pay pay cut. But even though now, who knows where that would have taken me. But I have those regrets. Don't have those regrets. Who cares if, if, if you, quote unquote, think you're going to be humiliated? That's just a thought you're having in your head. And that is BS. That is a fear that doesn't even exist. Because I can assure you, the guy that goes up and talks to the girl or the woman who goes up and talks to the guy that they've always had a crush on, even if that person says, no, thanks, I'm good, thank you, next, at least you tried. Everyone else around you, though, that might be chuckling, what they're really feeling inside is, damn, that person had the courage to step in and be the version of themselves they've always wanted to be. The one who goes up and says hi to the person they're attracted to, who says yes to the job that's offered to them, even though they don't think that they're qualified who raises their hand, even though they're not sure the answer is correct. There will always be a threat. There will always be a negativity in the world. There is no normal. There's no back to normal. Hell, guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen, there was never a normal to begin with. There were just things that we got used to, but that does not make them normal. You cannot have courage unless you also have fear. And now we have discussed how to push through your fear and let me take the word push back and let me say this now you have the tools and the resources necessary to healthily move through your fear asking yourself why it's there and what it's protecting you from the ability to process through it by sitting down taking a breath saying that it's okay to be afraid saying that I am safe right now because I can handle the social environment in this world right now because I can handle the pandemic right now because you're processing through it. You're just sitting there and asking yourself, why is it here and what is it what is it doing? You're You're asking those questions and you're listening for the real answer. And then you're working through that saying it's okay to feel that way right now, but what's the next smallest step I can take to be able to really use this energy of the fear, of the anxiety, of the stress, and put it towards something positive. And by doing that, by putting it towards something positive, you immediately make the first step into eliminating that fear over that particular thing. Now, just rinse and repeat, because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. So gain the experience you need now, to be the best version of yourself tomorrow. Inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy. Release it. Flow. Love you all. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.